Hey everyone, it's Brian Underwood. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you uh, for your time and tuning into the podcast. Uh, please, if you like it, share it with someone that you know or you care about. Uh, if you feel like it could bring value to them. Um, and then secondly, if you could leave a review, it'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, just a quick note, this is a uh, training call that I did uh, at the beginning of 2020. Uh, it's part number two. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to share with you four simple hacks to set, achieve, and maintain a higher standard. So leave a comment. Let me know your thoughts. Hope you guys enjoy it and uh, dare to be yourself. Dare to be you. I'll give you four um, steps to achieving high standards, right? But before I do, I want you to really think of um, when you set high standards, you immediately raise your expectations of what's possible. So when, once you expect more from yourself, more from your actions, um, and more from others, everything shifts. You give yourself the ability. That's what attraction is. You then attract more opportunities. You more, attract more exceptional people. Um, you know, and, and there's more certainty behind your actions because you believe at a higher level, right? So if you want to attract more, you got to be more, you got to do more. You got to, to set a higher standard. Let me tell you someone that for a lot of you, you all know that I love basketball, Michael Jordan. I still have a guy crush on him. But the reason why Michael Jordan was like, if you talk to anyone that loves basketball, Michael Jordan's always at the top of their list. But one of the reasons why is it was his mindset and his ability to set the highest standard on his team. He wasn't ever the most gifted athlete on any one of his teams. And we all have this. Remember, you get what you expect. And what you expect from yourself, you can't like you can't expect more from others than you do from yourself. How many of you all have big goals for your business this year? What are your goals? What are the standards there you want to get to, you know, this this year? Be as specific as you can be. Now here's what here's what I want to ask you is I want to ask you this. This is a really important question. Is based on the standard that you keep for yourself, right? And the focus that you keep on what you're willing to settle for, if you could recruit a dozen people just like you, where would your business be in 12, 24, and 36 months? If literally you had 24 people that were exactly like you on your team, where would you be? Where would your business be? Right? Like when you can answer that and say, if I could enroll one person in my business, it would be myself. That's when you've started your road to success. It's when you've started your legacy, right? This is about you going out and building it and making it happen and creating magic along the way, not waiting for someone else or hoping someone else does it for you. Does this make sense? It's not about talent, right? Michael Jordan went isn't about talent. Michael Jordan was asking in an interview, what sets you apart, Michael? Is it your God-given ability? Is it your skill? What is it? Here's his response. Are you all ready for this? He said, I have a lot of talent, a lot of God-given talent and a lot of skill, but I work really hard. But really, it's my standards. Every day, I demand more from myself than anybody else could humanly expect. I'm not competing with someone else. I'm competing with what I'm capable of doing. So there's days that my back is hurting, my throat is hurting. I've had challenges. My father passed away, and I still got to deliver for these people because my standard is give, giving all of my time, right? It's his legacy. 
like I want you all to think like Michael Jordan, it wasn't when I, I, I had an opportunity to work with some, some guys that played with him. Cliff Livingston is one of them. And Cliff said the crazy thing about Michael Jordan, he said, you wanted to be better when you were around him. He said he didn't have to come to the gym, but he was there two hours before anybody got there and two hours after. And it wasn't because he had to. He had the biggest contracts. He had the biggest endorsements. It's because he wasn't willing to settle. And the better he got, the more that he wanted to get better. He wanted to push himself to his limits. I say this is that, you know, at the end of the day, we all have all of this potential. Are we using it? So, like, to me, 2020 and the next decade is about us pushing the standard at which we're willing to settle for, right? And so, remember, it's, it's my, my mentor said this, the difference between goals and standards are the difference between shoulds and musts. So I want you to take goals. Goals are great to have them, right? Create a dream board, create a compelling vision. We're going to talk about that in a second. However, raise your standard. If you don't raise your standard, it doesn't matter what your goals are. You have to raise your standard, what you're willing to settle for. Does that make sense to everyone? Lasting change is different than a goal. You all do understand that, right? You don't always get a goal, but you always get your standard, right? So, um, so here's what I want you all to do. I want you all to follow these four simple steps. And it's really simple. I'm going to give you the four. I'm going to go through each one of them and break them down. Are you guys ready for it? Four simple steps to increasing your standard. We're raising your standard. The first one is create a compelling vision. Create a compelling vision for yourself. Michael Jordan said this, some people want things to happen. Some people wish it would happen, but others set out and make it happen, right? You have to create a vision that you believe is going to happen, right? Your vision is the pull. It's, where, it's not like you're pushing yourself to get out of bed, to go to the gym, to get better shape. You're creating a compelling vision for yourself to where it pulls you. Napoleon Hill always said this, is that what the mind can conceive and believe it will achieve, right? So your vision is your imagination is the most powerful tool that you have to, to um, create your future. You have to constantly use it right? So like, it's not about doing it one time. It's about doing it all the time. And there's all kinds of tools to create a compelling vision for yourself. But, um, but it's what you truly want. What really excites you? Like, where is the vision that you see for yourself at the end of the next decade? Right? And then understanding that your standard will not settle for us, right? And then and then creating the right daily habits, make sure that you're, you're moving and giving yourself the ability to, to fulfill that vision. Does that make sense to everybody? So remember, create a compelling vision for yourself that excites you every day. It creates momentum. It's a pull. It's not something that you have to push yourself to do. If you have to push yourself to do it, it's willpower. Eventually, that's going to fold. Number two is you have to create leverage. Leverage. What does that mean? Leverage on yourself. You have to make sure there are strong enough reasons that you're going to follow through. So everyone works differently with leverage, right? So Michael Jordan said, I play to win. Whether it's during practice or a real game, I will not let anything get in the way of me and my competitive enthusiasm to win. Along with a compelling vision, you must have a strong enough reason that will consistently inspire you to tap in to more of your grit, to inspire you to tap into more of your potential to follow through to see it done. A lot of people might call this their why, right? 
It might be who you're playing for. We do an entire um, an entire section at one of our events at Moore, and it's about identifying who you're playing for. But remember, it's about creating leverage so you can follow through and remembering why it is that you're doing what you're doing. Listen, if you continue to live your life on the mediocre standards that you've been consistently living by, where is that going to put you in 10 years or 20 years, right? So for instance, in my head, it might be if I continue to not take care of my fitness and not take care of my health, then in five or 10 years, I'm not going to have the energy to truly enjoy my kids, you know, or do things with them as I get older that I truly want to do, right? Um, and so, so remember that when you create leverage, there's two ways to create the leverage. We either operate on a pleasure thing, something that is pleasing, something that's good, or it's going to be leverage could be on something that could create pain. You know, so you can like literally put into your head leverage is, well, if I don't consistently do this, where am I going to be in five or 10 years, right? That's a negative form of leverage, right? So if it hurt, like, it was funny, I, I heard a guy speak one time, he said, you know, everybody talks about these goals, these goals, these goals, and, and they put this big fancy Ferrari or Lamborghini on the, uh, the refrigerator, and that's what they aspire to. They want that Ferrari, they want that Lamborghini, man, that's going to be exciting, I can't wait to get it. He goes, hell with it. He said, I had a 1968 van that I was, I was living out of. He said, you know, the tires were bald, it was rusted out. He said, I put that on my, my refrigerator because the pain was so bad. I was sick and tired of living in that van. So like his reference point and his leverage was, I can't continue this way. You know, one of the very first speakers that I ever heard speak, a guy named Randy Davis, he always closed his meetings with the big howling dog. And he said, there was an old hound dog sitting on the porch and this hound dog was sitting on, and he just howling something awful, just sitting on the porch. And he said, my brother-in-law came up and he said, why is your dog howling like that? Randy, I mean, there's something wrong with it. And the old hound dog just going, and he's like, why in the world is doing that? Randy looked at him and goes, well, he said, because he's sitting on an old dirty nail. And his brother-in-law looked at him and goes, well, why is he sitting on that nail? Why didn't he just get up? And he goes, I guess it just didn't hurt him bad enough yet. Right? So like sometimes when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, that, that, Pain creates a leverage that you're never going to let that happen again. So remember, number one, create a compelling vision for yourself. Number two, create leverage that will give you a strong enough reason to follow through. Number three, which is real important, is, is set a clear standard, right? Set a clear standard and expectation for every aspect of your life. Um, I would ask you, do you even know what your standard is? Clarity is power, right? So in other words, you must identify the, stand, the set of standards you're willing to follow or the standards that you're willing to settle for. So these effectively become your framework or your rules or your guide or your discipline that you're going to live by. Does that make sense to you guys? So set clear standards. And then number four is you have to have rituals and systems to support the standards in which you're setting, right? So listen, Jordan didn't achieve the success that he did, Michael Jordan, by taking days off or taking the summer months off. You know, during the summer, what he started doing was he started working on the things that he wasn't good at so he could master every aspect of his game. So, you know, it's, he said one time, I remember in an interview, he said, look, I'm not out here sweating for three or four hours a day just to find out what it feels like to sweat. 
he was putting in time to become better. So, you know, Muhammad Ali used to always say that, you know, the, the fights that he would, the boxing matches weren't ever won in the ring. It was won in the gym where nobody was seeing the, the investment that people were paying, putting in. You have to be willing to put in an investment into yourself in order to get a return in this business or anything, right? So Michael Jordan said the same thing. Look, people are rewarded in public for the things that they practice in private for years and years and years and years. Does that make sense to you guys? So, so remember the rituals, you have to be able to create small rituals that will help you meet new expectations for yourself. Um, and it's little things that build momentum, right? It's little things that lead to living at a higher standard. Um, so have rituals and systems in place that help back up your standards. So um, you might ask yourself this, like what rituals do you have to adopt to live to the standard? So for instance, me starting in November, uh, starting before Thanksgiving, I said, you know what? I know what to do, but I'm not doing what I know. Therefore, I'm not living based on these rituals to, to get me in, to have more vitality, more energy, better health, better strength. And so I created rituals and it started with, I'm going to the gym for five minutes today or 10 minutes a day. Before I do anything, I'm going to sweat, right? So that was a simple ritual that I was creating, right? That I'd had in the past, but I lost it. So like, make sure that you put a ritual in place, even though you might know what to do. If you're not doing what you know, then you don't know it. The final step would be creating rituals. And that's what I want to take a few seconds just to kind of elaborate on, right? Because I think that sometimes we, we do not um, realize the importance of rituals. And if you take a look at some of the biggest achievers in the world, they all had incredible rituals, right? And everyone's rituals can be different because they're personally tailored to you, right? Uh, a ritual or daily method of operation is something that gets you in state, gets you in rhythm to be the best version of yourself, to where you feel the most free, you feel the most uh, inspired. Um, you know, so for instance, Mozart, he composed music every night before he went to sleep. Like every night he built that muscle, right? Uh, Charles Dickens took a three hour walk every afternoon just to refresh his mind. It was something that got him into state that allowed him to spend time himself. Um, ben Franklin woke up at 5 a.m. each morning and asked himself, what good shall I do today? So before uh, turning in at 10 p.m., uh, he returned to the simple ritual of asking himself, what good have I done today? In the morning, he asked himself, remember what you ask, you shall receive. So you open up that loop in your mind. Uh, Barack Obama, his daily rituals were all about and are all about simplicity. He focuses on what matters, right? And so uh, he works out, he reads newspaper, he spends time with his family. Uh, he begins work before nine each day. And then he'll work into the wee hours of the night to accomplish what's important on his agenda. Um, but he makes sure that he takes time and stops for dinner with his family. My point, by, my point being is everyone has a different set of rituals. You're running a set of rituals whether you do it or not. The crazy thing about rituals or habits is it'll create them in your life, either positive momentum or negative momentum, right? So you've got to be careful with the habits that you're creating. So... Um, because every act uh, uh, and every habit or ritual, uh, it, it's going to help you achieve a level of performance, right? What you want to make sure it does is it helps you achieve 
a level of peak performance. So uh, they don't have to be complicated. It can be something simple. Uh, NPR has the hidden brain. Uh, it's from Nick Hobson. Um, but he, he did a study on the neurology of rituals, right? And um, one of the things it said is that the driving force behind a ritual theory, uh, ritual, his ritual theory is the predictability breeds happiness within human beings. So the human brain is, is a unique, is a unique thing because our brain's um, primary job is to assess the horizon, to protect ourselves, right? To identify, um, you know, what's coming and the more, more certain that we are in our brains and the, the more that we prepare ourselves for what's coming in the future, then the fewer perceived dangers that we have, which means that we operate with less anxiety and less fear, right? It's almost like getting to know yourself, getting to know and getting certain of who you are and where you're going. Um, then all of a sudden it starts alleviating uh, fear and anxiety. And he did this whole uh, study around it um, where he groups one of them performative movement based on a ritual um you know every single day and and then you know there was two different groups and one of them didn't um and so you know according to the study the findings were consistent that the people with rituals um they had less um i forget what it's called but basically they had less stress less anxiety um in the activities of their brain is the ones that had rituals. So my point about saying that is don't underestimate the power of ritual and the systems that you're operating by to create your future, right? Do you realize that if you just do something 1% better each and every day, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in being a father or mother, your, your business, do you realize at the end of the year, you'll be 37 times better than you were at this point right now? And success is a product of our daily habits and daily rituals and the standard in which we settle for. What we're willing is our life is going to be exactly how we must have it, like what we must achieve, what, we, uh, what we're willing to, to settle for. So my dog is trying to get out of the room. People are coming in and out. So anyway, um, so I, I think that in leading, uh, one of the things I just want to challenge you all for is just go through those simple four steps, write down, um, you know, what your, what your compelling vision is, the leverage, what you're willing to do to follow through every day, right? What is the leverage that you have? Um, set clear, concise standards of what you're willing to settle for. And then number four is what are the rituals that you're going to follow every day? And, and don't make them so long. Make them simple right? And build on those um, to support what your vision is for yourself. Your business is going to be what you make it. It's up to you of what you want to make it. The thing that I will tell you is that, that if, if it's valuable to you, take care of it, spend time with it, continue to propel it forward. Just remember the power of the little tiny gains, um, inch by inch, life is a cinch. I know that sounds corny, but uh, you guys are awesome. And I'll, I'll say this, that what you do between between now and then, and when I say then, it's it's whenever you see yourself arriving is going to determine where you're going to end up at the end of next year or the end of the next decade. And so be the example and just be aware of your standards.